Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Reconciliation. Once a powerful concept, is a term that has become diluted through inadequate implementation. For many, it has become a reminder of the shortcomings of the Canadian government, as well as the need to pursue actual structural change. But what really needs to be done? Tabitha Bull, the President and CEO of the Canadian Council for Aboriginal Business, emphasized that vibrant Indigenous economies play an essential role in the quest for true reconciliation. Welcome to the conversation piece. Ani, Buju, Tabitha, Indigenakas, Nipissing, Indigenaba, Majisido Dem. Thank you for acknowledging the land that we're gathering on here today. I myself am a signatory to the Robinson Huron Treaty, so I'm honored to be able to be here in this territory today with all of you. Um, thank you for being here in person and at home, and thank you to Walrus for creating this opportunity. It's an important act to provide space for us to gather our thoughts and feelings with intention while keeping our hearts and conversations open about the past and considering the opportunities for the future. And thank you to my fellow speakers for your contributions today. We've talked a lot about reconciliation. For me, it feels a word that we use so often, it becomes a bit fragile to say, uh, a little bit fragile on my tongue. Um, you know, with certainty, we know we will not achieve reconciliation without vibrant Indigenous economies, with economic self-sufficiency, prosperity, and social economic equality with the rest of Canada. And we know we cannot begin to speak about reconciliation without first learning the truth. And the truth is that Indigenous people were intentionally excluded from sharing the wealth of this country. We were banned from trade, from selling goods, from hiring lawyers, and no longer considered Indians under the Indian Act if we obtained a post-secondary degree. This exclusion impacted generations. And while these practices are no longer in place, rebuilding generational wealth and mentors in our communities will take time particularly when still today, we do not and cannot benefit equally from the resources in our territories. When I speak about economic reconciliation, I am also often asked three common questions. The first, are we seeing progress? Well, we have persisted. Indigenous people are creating businesses at nine times the rate of average non-Indigenous Canadians. There are close to 60,000 Indigenous businesses in Canada, in every sector, size, every province, and territory. Additionally, Indigenous businesses are three times more likely to introduce a new product, service, and twice as likely to introduce a new process or a way of doing things. This is particularly true among Indigenous women owners. We see leaders in corporate Canada, like you've heard today, stepping up 
building relationships, and as a result, benefiting from opportunities in procurement, in partnership, and in investment. More and more, shareholder priorities are shaped by the most pressing issues that companies, investors, and Canadian society face today, including the climate crisis and social equity. Undeniably, reconciliation and relationship with Indigenous peoples is atop that list, and this is fueling progress. Most recently, we've seen public companies pursue economic reconciliation through proxies to promote responsible investment policies and practices that include reconciliation goals, ESG among them. Progress. As Indigenous business grows, and with Indigenous peoples being the youngest and fastest growing demographic in Canada, the purchasing and investment power of Indigenous people is increasing. The outlook is positive, but there remains significant work to do. Which leads to the second question. What is needed? And I am so glad you all asked. I recently had the opportunity to attend the North American Leaders Summit in Mexico. Business leaders from Canada, Mexico, and the US gathered to discuss our joint priorities. I looked around the room, and Canada was the only delegation to have Indigenous representation. In fact, we had two. We need more of that. We need to have seats at the tables where decisions are being made. When COVID business supports were first released, many of them did not take into account the specific needs and conditions of Indigenous businesses, resulting in them being excluded. We worked hard, and thanks to having the ear of champions here in Ottawa, changes were made to ensure the supports could reach Indigenous business. We need more of that. But more importantly, we need to be at the table and in the minds of policymakers when those programs are being designed, not to fix them afterwards. And we need Indigenous businesses to be considered and included in programs developed by ministries across government, not only Indigenous Services Canada. In Canada today, we have a women entrepreneurship strategy, a black entrepreneurship strategy. We need an Indigenous entrepreneurship strategy. While many ministries, Natalie's included, support Indigenous business and Indigenous economic opportunities, very often we are still sent to Indigenous Services Canada with our questions. Unfortunately, today's budget was no different. All but one reference to Indigenous businesses are in Chapter 4, the chapter around reconciliation. While the section in Chapter 4 is titled Self-Determination and Prosperity for Indigenous Prosperity, 76 million of the 111 million committed in 2023 is continued support for administrative capacity of First Nation government and tribal councils delivering critical programs to communities. The remaining 35 million is largely for development of policies and engagement. In total, less than 1% of the new funding in 2023 is earmarked for self-determination and prosperity for Indigenous people. A government-wide strategy to build Indigenous economic prosperity is needed to ensure that this is a priority across government and that we are not satisfied with funding that only satisfies our basic human rights. The same is needed in every corporation, a corporation-wide strategy like the Reconciliation Action Plans you heard about, to ensure that your organization is going to work with us to achieve Indigenous economic prosperity not just in your Indigenous relations team, 
but in procurement, in HR, in comms and marketing, across the organization and at the board level. The last and perhaps most important question I often hear is, what can I do? Last year, I had the opportunity to share the pen with national Indigenous leaders in developing a national Indigenous economic strategy. The strategy document and the 107 calls to economic prosperity provides a blueprint to achieve meaningful engagement and inclusion of Indigenous peoples in Canada. Within the strategy, there are calls for government, corporations, investors, institutions, and all Canadians. I invite you to read it and choose just one. Critical decisions need to be made to rebuild a sustainable economy, and every decision must include Indigenous people. Each of you in this room and at home has a sphere of influence. You have power in your wallet, in your purchasing options at work, and if you have an option, choose an Indigenous business. In the conversations you have at home, educate yourself and your family on our true history. In the questions you ask in the office, consider the impact and the opportunity of Indigenous inclusion. And when you have the opportunity to invite someone to the table, invite us. We all stand to benefit by supporting, partnering with, procuring from, and investing in Indigenous communities, businesses, and people. When Indigenous people do well economically, Canada does well. And the time is now. Thank you. Miigwech. Tabitha Bull is the President and CEO of the Canadian Council for Aboriginal Business and is among the over 800 fantastic Canadians who have been featured on the Walrus Talk stage. Subscribe to the conversation piece on your favourite podcast platform and register for our upcoming events happening online or in a city near you and to catch up on our archive of the Walrus Talks, visit thewalrus.ca slash events. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.